Welcome to the Truth Be Told podcast with Chad and Jade Spencer. In this world, there's an unlimited amount of voices fighting for your attention. Facts are important, but truth is key. This podcast is all about taking real life situations and looking at them through the lens of God's word. Victory can be your story. What's up, podcast fam? Happy Tuesday, everybody. We're a day late. We are um, a day late. We're like two weeks late, to be I, honest. If I'm going to be honest, we had to stop recording last night because my wife kept coughing into the microphone. It's true. It was quite disgusting. But listen, no, we have <laughs> been away, just been very, very busy. But busy is always good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so it's just been a great time. Lots of ministry has been happening. Lots of things have been happening. And so obviously we've neglected the podcast a little bit, but... It's always so uh, flattering when you guys reach out and let us know that you've missed us. Yeah, we feel, I feel good. Incredibly flattered when you do that. I do. I do. Absolutely. But hey, so listen, we um, were we've re- we've recorded a podcast on the truth about submission, which we were going to put out this week, but we decided to wait and put it out next right. week because we felt like there was a little bit more of a pressing topic to talk right. about. Absolutely. And so today we're going to talk about standing for your convictions. If you've kind of seen what's happened in the world and the government in America right now, it's pretty wild, right? There's two very conflicting viewpoints that are really at war against each other. And we're seeing people that are trying to communicate convictions really maybe turn people off, maybe create destruction, maybe just argue or waste time or, you know, not really be productive. And so what we want to do is make a podcast on, okay, I have a conviction. I feel this way. I'm passionate about this. I know that this is the truth. Now, how do I communicate that to people around me? And uh, what do I do when they attack my convictions? What do I do when I feel like everything that I believe is being attacked at the exact same time. Right. And as a Christian, you know, I just need to kind of warn you, I guess, or or not really warn you, but just like remind you of the reality is that as Christians, we live very differently to the world. The word of God is very contrary to what the world says is truth or what the world says is right and good. And so if you're a Christian that doesn't enjoy conflict, right. I'm sorry to tell you that, <laughs> honestly, as we're living in the end of the end times, conflict is only going to get more and more and more because the world is going to hate holiness and God and his word more and more and more, right? It's the birth pains of what of, of what's to come. But um, you have to understand that conflict's always going to happen. And I had to really learn that because I'm not somebody that does well with confrontational conflict, but I've recognized that just me being a Christian right. is going to produce conflict naturally. But the encouraging thing is, is that even though we live in this world, we're not of this world. So our time here is temporary. Mm-hmm. And I think as long as we can keep an eternity mindset and remember that, you know what? we The Bible actually calls us foreigners. Right. It actually calls us foreigners that are just in this world for a, a, a time, a season. Um, and then we go to our real home, which is heaven. Okay, so just to kind of encourage you a little bit um, just about conflict right. uh, in that. And you know what I love about God is he never 
he never leaves us high and dry, right? He always sets us up for success. And so his word talks about the persecution that will come to those of us who stand on the word, who believe the word, who preach the word, who live the word. He warns that there's going to be a lot of persecution, but he also encourages us to yeah. stand firm. And I, I believe the day of camouflage Christianity is pretty much coming to an end. You know, there are people that, let's say there's the one side and then there's the other side and then there's a middle line. I think a lot of believers love towing that middle line and be like, well, I understand your viewpoint and I understand your viewpoint. And I do believe like uh, creating a balanced viewpoint on life is important, but that line is quickly disappearing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and it has directly to do with the day and the age that we live in. And it's only going to get far, far worse. Yeah. And so if you're listening to this and you're saying, you know, I'm new to Christianity or maybe I'm a Christian. And I've never really dug into why I believe what the Bible says. Don't wait. Right. For everything to chaos to break loose right. for you to suddenly start doing research. Figure out what you believe, why you believe it, yeah. and create a foundation in that because, it, like like we're talking about, your conviction needs to be strong because the Bible says that Jesus is a stumbling block. Absolutely. The gospel is a stumbling block. To somebody that is unsaved, to somebody that is of the world, your mindset and their mindset are going to be 100% opposite, yeah. and you need to be prepared. Again, not to have an argument on social media, but you need to be prepared to defend what you believe and not get broken down or frustrated or, or sad feel attacked. or when somebody disagrees with you or right. maybe shoots a shot across the bow. Right, right, for sure. And actually going along with what you said, spoke about camouflage Christianity, I actually had that written in my notes, you know, the fact that for years it was actually very easy to believe in Jesus and you know, not have, well, and have convictions, but not have those convictions really cause any issues, if I can kind of quote unquote say that. But the, but ultimately, the reality is we're living in the end of the end times. We are right before Jesus is coming back. And so because of that, evil is running rampant to such an extent that it is actually impossible right. to blend in anymore. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It. You know what's crazy? Even like the, the like lax Christians, right? Mm -hmm. And I, it's funny because privately, you know, Chad and I really question if that's even. Well, I was gonna say like lackadaisical. Yeah, that's a word. Yeah, I, I know. Do you do know that? Yes. Okay, I'm just checking. <laughs> But when I meant lax Christians, <laughs> yes, yeah, so lukewarm Christians, which, you know, we can really question. Uh, and that's not for this podcast, but Chad right. and I privately often have talks about, can you even have a lukewarm Christian? Right. You can right. have a lukewarm person, but right. I don't know if you can actually have a lukewarm Christian. Right. Um, but, you know, there was a time, right, that you could do that. But even now, even being lukewarm in your beliefs still stands out because that's how evil the world is. Absolutely. But here's a couple of scriptures because uh, we always like to get into what the word says. So 2 Timothy 3.12 says, Yes, and everyone who wants to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Do you know the only biblical type of suffering for your life is suffering for the persecution of sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ? Right. That is the only supported biblical suffering. You know, when the Bible talks about suffering, it was always attached to sharing the message of Jesus. Right. And so you need to expect, and, and I'm going to read this next one and, and piggyback off of this, but Mark 13, 13, and everyone will hate you because you are my followers. 
but the one who endures to the end will be saved. Let me say this. If you don't have people that are disagreeing with your lifestyle, I don't actually believe you're living a life of conviction for Jesus. Because like my wife just said, the, the world has gotten so wicked and so evil, right? And their viewpoints are so, so on the opposite side of Christianity. You just living for Jesus will create conflict in your workplace, in your family. It'll, and again, we're not looking for conflict. Right. I'm not celebrating conflict. But if you have no conflict, then I don't think you're living strong convictions for Jesus because the Bible shows that people right, will persecute you for your viewpoints. People yeah, will sure. hate you if you're truly following Christ. And again, our, you got to hear our heart. Our heart isn't to find right, uh, fights. Our heart isn't oh gosh, to find no, conflict. Not That's not my desire. Actually, the Bible says as as much as you can, as much as it's in your Live power, peaceable. be a peacekeeper. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And, and that's our heart. But if you're truly living for Jesus, people will hate you. Absolutely. People will hate your convictions. And that, that, that has the potential to cause a lot of anxiety in somebody who maybe doesn't hasn't learned how to cast all their cares on the Lord yet. You know, actually, it's it's since this uh, huge win for life that just huh. happened, and there I said it, it was a win for life. Absolutely. Um, it, since this happened, though, I'm sorry, yeah. uh, I had a lot of people reach out to me and just kind of, you know, ask for my advice, ask for my encouragement because they spoke out and they celebrated the win and a lot of harsh 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 uh slap back came to a lot of people to the point where people said like this is actually causing me like real anxiety because i i feel all of a sudden like i'm being hated i feel like family is turning on me Mm -hmm. all because i believe like something that i I feel like is, is in the bible right um and so i i've been encouraging people with this scripture john 16 33 this is jesus speaking i have told you all of this so that you may have peace in me here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows but take heart because i have already overcome the world absolutely and you know when we look at this court case the roe v wade case as a believer as a christian right celebration should be the natural result i i i don't think right unless you have a very world view through Christian lenses, that you could have a viewpoint where you would be happy or, or let's say you would be sad that babies are living, right? Right. No matter what condition that I believe, as God illustrates in his word, that each person has purpose, each person was formed in the womb, right? And, I, and I'm not here to get on a soapbox about this. Because, not at all. Again, we, we, we've kept it very... Uh, intentional about our communications. But what I find is that so many Christians destroyed their testimony of loving this victory, of, you know, celebrating this win by producing hate, by, you know, being arrogant about it, by communicating it in a way that it doesn't really give Jesus any glory. When you communicate your convictions, right, people will disagree, period. People will hate you, period. But you can deliver something without causing an excess amount Absolutely. of of, of uh, conflict, Yeah. right? When you clearly communicate your heart, your feelings, when people can see your true intentions, 
And you need to understand that if you only hear one voice around you, it means you've probably offended everybody around you and you're only around people that think just like you. I'm not that type of person. I believe to be a well-rounded individual, to be somebody even of strong convictions, you don't just surround yourself with people that do and think exactly how uh, what you do and think. For sure. You need to surround yourself with people with different viewpoints. I have people intentionally in my life, intentionally on my social media, that I would 1,000% disagree on every fundamental belief system, but I keep them there so that I can make sure that I have a balanced viewpoint yeah. and that I make sure that when I communicate, I'm communicating in a way that's still going to keep my testimony to that person. I'm never going to compromise my beliefs. I'm still going to celebrate right the victory of Roe v. Wade. Now, you should still look into this because this is important for you to understand. right? Roe v. Wade destroyed it at a federal level. Now it's going state to state, and each state has freedom to make their laws within that context. So me living in New York State, nothing actually changes in this dynamic. In other states, there are changes and adjustments that are made. But, you know, I hear arguments in and I, I, this might be a little bit of a rant. My wife's looking at me a little bit. But, you know, if you have a conviction, you also need to know things about this conviction. Oh, my gosh. You have to actually know facts about your conviction. Right. Like I, I was doing research today. Well, okay. Believers, Christians, we celebrate Roe v. Wade. We celebrate life. I'm happy, right, that babies are not going to be destroyed. Specifically, you know, um, uh, ba- div- babies that are born in that are born of diverse homes that there's a celebration and there's a win that people are going to live. But you know what's crazy is people want to come at Christians, but did you know statistically Christians are almost almost to 2.5 times more likely to adopt a child? Wow. And statistically Christians are 3 times more likely to foster a child. That Christians fund hundreds of millions of dollars every single year, hundreds of millions of dollars every year to pregnancy resource centers. Why? Because it shows convictions, right? And let me challenge you with this. Don't be a Christian that just says what your convictions are, but be a Christian that does what you're saying your convictions are. And I I know I'm getting there. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Again, that was a rant. I'm sorry. We'll continue with the notes. Well, honestly, he's already kind of touching on it. So let's talk about what does standing for your conviction. Right look like or standing for your convictions because I also don't want you to get caught up on uh, one topic you Mm -hmm. know just because this is yeah this podcast was birthed uh, like it was inspired by what's going on in the world right now there's multiple things that we have convictions on okay not just one topic oh for sure so in general because we're talking now umbrella Broad, broad spectrum what does standing for your convictions look like so I would say the first thing point number one would be it is staying true to what you believe God, God's word says by living them out in your own life. Mm-hmm. We have to live out our convictions in our own life. Too many of us sit around trying to push our convictions on other people. But if when the, when the lights turned inward, where the magnifying glasses turn inward, we're not living out these, these so-called convictions. Right. So I would say that would be the first thing that's so important in living out and standing on um standing for your convictions would be applying it to your own life right 
and right. to your and to the the lives that are in your house, your family, your kids. Right, and isn't that what Jesus, you know, rebuked the Pharisees for doing? He he rebuked them and, and said, "You're so worried about cleaning the outside of your cup, you don't clean the inside of your cup." You know, you're so worried about yeah sharing your convictions, looking good to everybody, saying the right thing, doing all that, but on the inside, you've left yourself uncleaned and unkept. You know, it, it starts with you. Every discipline in your life, every conviction in your life, it first has to be resolved in, settled in your heart so then you can live out of that, right? Yeah. And, and, and man, when you actually adopt it into your life, when you communicate about your convictions, it carries so much more power. People can sense yeah. when you're just saying stuff to say stuff and when you're saying something that you truly, genuinely believe and have a conviction for, yeah, and that's a, a, a part of your life, right? Yeah, yeah. no, for sure. Um, the second thing, what mm-hmm. does standing for your convictions look like? It looks like speaking the truth in love. I love there it. is a time yeah. and, a, and a place to speak the truth in love. Yeah, I've sat down with tons of people, and I've had people sit down with me, and we've looked at each other, I've, I've looked at somebody, and, and I spoke the truth in love. I, I disagree with what you're doing. I disagree with what your conviction is. I disagree with how your lifestyle is, especially if you're claiming to be a Christian. And I've had people come and sit with me where they said, you know, I don't believe you communicated your conviction well. And we as Christians, we need to be open to having that in our hearts, to recognizing it, and to being open to saying, okay, correction can come way, my yeah. way. But it's how you package it. For sure. Right? It's not about being right. It's about packaging packaging it and communicating it in a way of love where it's most likely that they're going to receive whatever you're saying. Right. And then I would say the last point, what does standing for conviction look like? Um, it looks like allowing your peace and your contentment to come from the Holy Spirit and not from someone else's satisfaction with your choices. Yeah, that's so good. Because oftentimes it's very easy to get caught up in allowing our our peace and our just our contentment in our life to come from how many people are happy with us. You know, we struggle when people are, are unhappy. We struggle sometimes when people disagree and, and verbalize their disagreement or, or their disappointment uh, in decisions or convictions that we have. And so standing for your convictions really looks like the Holy Spirit being the one that brings you that peace, brings you that supernatural joy, brings you that steadfastness mm-hmm. instead of trying to find it in other people. Right. You can either have approval from God or you can have approval from man, but you can't have both. Yeah, right. That's good. That's oh, really that's good. good. I but saw, I, I know but that was good because my wife's faith changed. But well, it made me think because I've been I have been like Studying on the Proverbs, book of Proverbs. Yeah, right. Like favor with God produces favor with man. It yeah, and it, it, it does obviously in a sense. But when we're talking about no, yeah, for sure. standing for our convictions no, in that sure. context. But there is still like a supernatural favor that can happen. Absolutely. I mean, I just to testify real quick before we move on to what what it doesn't look like. Just this Sunday, a lot of you who follow us on social media would have seen we did outdoor church. Okay? We did outdoor church because the city of Ithaca tries to mess sometimes with the things of God. They, lo- they just love red tape. They love making easy things and hard. And so we had to have an outdoor service. Well, you know, like 
we we had favor though even in doing that right we've ha- we have had in the last three years favor with law enforcement yeah like i can't even tell you shout out to all the law enforcement all the oh all the gosh. people that serve the firefighters everybody i mean we've just seen such great support from those community people right and, and we've gotten ridiculous favor throughout so the entire how, time. That just made me think yeah. about it. How, you know, really the law enforcement could have come down on us for mm-hmm. having an outdoor service, mm-hmm. you know, in the middle of a neighborhood on Sunday. But they didn't. Our favor with God really earned us favor with man. So anyway. Absolutely. And which which backed our Testify. convictions which and testified of, our, of the purity of our convictions. But anyway, um, let's talk about real quick uh, and then we're going to end this podcast. But what does standing for your convictions not look like? Okay. Number one. It does not look like fighting with other people on social media platforms. Man, my to, to my social media warriors, I love you. I love you. God loves you. But oftentimes, how you say something is almost as important as what you are saying. Yeah. And fighting, like I've never met somebody that's been like, yeah, and I was arguing with this guy on Facebook that I disagreed with, and he made a really good point, so then I changed my entire viewpoint. No, when you're arguing on social media, it's you spewing your viewpoints and somebody else spewing their viewpoints, and you know, honestly, I just don't find the benefit of it, right? right? And honestly, I got I got to be truthful. I love conflict. I, I kind of enjoy arguing. He does, actually. But I've never once seen it. I've never once seen somebody in a conflict, in an argument on social media, right? And be like, wow, you know what? You just, you know, this isn't an emotional argument at all. This is rational. You made such a good point. Yeah. You know what? I re- I disagreed with Roe v. Wade at first, but now because you said that I'm an idiot and, and, and that nobody loves me, not even my own mother, <laughs> you know, like, you know what? That was a strong point that you made. So now Here's I agree with your viewpoint. Such a no. No, but really, fighting on social media, I, I, I don't disagree with you sharing your viewpoints, but remember, share it through the filter of this needs to be a testimony, right? This needs to be a witness. I'll share, share my convictions with love. I'll share the truth with love, but I'm not just going to do it to just poke a bear. Yeah. I'm not going to do it just to make people mad, right? It is the goodness of God that leads a man to repentance, and my priority is building the kingdom of God, not me looking cool on social media absolutely absolutely no i'm sorry i'm I'm actually hanging my head because i called you a name on this podcast which translates to a butthole yeah that's fine (laughs) i wasn't sure if anybody caught it but no we i really do respect him actually next week catch our podcast on submission (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right this is what following your convictions does not look like all right it doesn't uh, not being mature enough to be able to have a discuss- discussion with others that may not agree with you. Do you want to find out if you, number one, actually know what you believe, and number two, are mature? Have a discussion with somebody that you disagree with. I love passion. I, I love strong convictions. But if you can't sit down in a room and communicate it with somebody that disagrees with you, and you can't control your emotions, you're just an emotional person, right? Yeah. A- and sharing your convictions and i get it because right conviction produces passion right and passion oftentimes influences emotion but man it doesn't look like losing your handle and losing your witness and screaming and yelling at somebody or cussing somebody out or getting mad at somebody and calling them a name like there's just no win in it 
right? If you're supposed to keep your testimony, yeah. you need to keep your emotions under wraps. Sure. For sure. And then last but not least, uh, it does not look like changing what you believe depending on the crowd you're with. Right. Let's be pure. Let's be, be true. Yeah. Let's be consistent. Let's not change up our convictions under pressure. You know, and, and we're going to be tested, right? The Bible talks about the fact that we're going to be tested. And in fact, I was reading the other day in the book of Corinthians, you know, there's a foundation that's been laid and it's up to us to build on this foundation, but there's going to be a fire that comes on the day of judgment. And if nothing is left remaining, it's really going to show that what we built was fickle. And I don't want to be that. I want the fire to come and there to be so much standing because I built what God asked me to build. And that's not just talking about like actually doing things, but even just the things that we say, the things that we right. stand for. So let's land this plane. And, and what I just want to say to you is remind you, honestly, is that at the end of the day, what you got to do is hold on to your convictions and stay true to your relationship with God. And if you do that, I want to promise you that you are going to be okay. And do you know, it is entirely possible to do this and to still love others around you. You do need to know, let's be real, they may not respond to you in the way that you want them to or you hope they may not respond in love, but that's not what matters. At the end of the day, if we mm -hmm. stay true to our convictions and we remember that we are only accountable to God, then life will be peaceful for us. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us on the Truth Be Told podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to. Remember, we have new content coming out every single week. If you know of someone who could benefit from this podcast, we would love for you to share it on your social media as well as going ahead and leaving us a review. But for now, we can't wait to catch you next week.